Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also serve as clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Jill Butterfield, licensed psychotherapist, integrative health consultant, and many other wonderful things. And we're going to talk about gut health. Hi, Jill. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Heather. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here and talk a little bit about how important uh, nutrition and gut health uh, is to our overall well-being. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited as well. I, I know that so many things intersect together and just learning more and understanding more can be so helpful to like just your own like personal well-being and and ways that you deal with with life and what comes at you. So if you want to take a couple minutes and, and just, you know, tell us more about yourself, tell the listeners, you know, who's Jill? Well, who is Jill? Let's see. I am a licensed psychotherapist. I am a board certified art therapist. I'm certified in nutrition for mental health. And I'm also a Reiki master. I have a small private practice um, in Brookfield and it's called Soul Spot Medicine. And so I've been a therapist for gosh, almost 30 years now. So, and I find that you know, the cognition part of it or the talk therapy is really important, yes. But the more and more I go along in my journey and growing as a therapist, I really wanted to incorporate more of an overall health approach, um, especially uh, gut nutrition, um, exercise, uh, meditation. I think it's important to incorporate the whole person. So, and there's so much exciting new research out there uh, regarding gut health and the production of serotonin that's made in your gut and the benefits of nutrition in uh, mental health. So let's talk a little more about it. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think I I'm someone that, you know, knows a little bit about this, but but not a whole lot. So do you want to just talk us through like, what is, what do we mean when we say gut health and, 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 you know, why is it so important? Okay. Well, basically good gut health is defined as the effective like digestion and the absorption of food, the absence of GI illness, a normal and stable intestinal microbiome, an effective immune status, and a state of overall well-being with like a normal quality of life. So let me break that down just a little bit for you too. Um, it's, you know, gut health can be complex. Uh, it impacts the whole body. Uh, it's definitely, there's evidence-based link between mood and food, um, mental health, autoimmune disease, skin conditions, and even cancer. So like, if you talk about just the GI tract or digestion, what is that basically? It's, it's your whole, um, your whole gut, which covers the parts from food intake to food outtake. So obviously the mouth, esophagus, stomach, small intestine, pancreas, liver, gallbladder, down to the colon. 
And then you ask, okay, what is the microbiome? Because that was my big question. There's a lot of great, great uh, TED Talks and YouTube videos on the microbiome. But basically, it's um, your gut microbiome is, uh, is basically the foundation of all of your, your health. It's a community of microorganisms as, such as like bacteria and fungi and viruses that are naturally living in or on the body. There's like a close to like a trillion. It's the whole ecosystem of gut health and it's the essential for gut brain balance. So um, it, there's a lot to it and uh, we need absolutely proper nutrition. And I could, do you want me to get into a little bit about, you know, how it can affect things or where, where do you want to go from here, Heather? Where, what else you know, do you want to know about gut health? Yeah, I think like knowing those effects. And, and how poor gut health can, you know, manifest itself in, in your life, maybe even, how do you even recognize it? Well, I think that the thing is, we, we need to understand that the function um, for a healthy gut, it really helps serotonin, which is mostly produced in your gut. And serotonin are those, those good those good feelings that we all want and we all we all need to keep us happy. And it's um, the serotonin is actually produced, it, it, it's the good bacteria in the gut that promotes this. So we need to make sure that we're having good gut bacteria. And really we have to try to limit the bad gut bacteria. So if you, you know, that will help us sleep, it helps um, regulate pain and moods and uh, it fights viruses, it's how we obtain energy. So it's really important to make sure that we're getting in proper nutrition and managing like our stress levels and things like that as far as uh, uh, getting having a healthy gut and making sure that everything is working and is balanced. Well, and that's really interesting to think through bacteria as being good. Because yeah. I think for now for so many years, and this is you know decades, we've been using antibacterial everything. Yes. So, and so, so I don't know kind of where that lands in overall gut health and, and trends and things that we've seen. Well, if you, if you think of like if, uh, the docs and they are talking about the pre and probiotics, right. And we hear a lot of this and obviously you're in an antibiotic, it kills all the bacteria. So it's killing the good and the bad gut bacteria, which we need the good bacteria. Otherwise we can't digest our food. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so basically if you think of what a pre and probiotic is pre is like a pre fiber. So that feeds actual bacteria, which is healthy in the digestive tract because the fiber can actually pass through your stomach. That's undigested. So it's like lentils, chickpeas, beans, oats, things like that. Bananas, uh, the probiotic is the good live bacteria or yeast that naturally lives in your body and it helps uh, create vitamins, support your cells, it breaks down, uh, absorbs medicines, it keeps the bad bacteria from getting you sick, improves digestion, and promotes healthy skin. So that also you can take in a supplement form, or you can try to get in a diversity of food, which we can uh, touch base on in, in, a, in a bit. So um, it's, it's really important to remember that we've got to take care of our guts not just because it really does affect and maintain our whole overall uh, sense of well-being and our health emotionally and physically. I think that, that those are two pieces, obviously, that are very important. And thinking about what's, in, what's happening inside of us and how that actually impacts our, our emotions and our mental well-being. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we have to keep in mind too, that it's like, that's one thing that we have some say over is what we eat and how we navigate and manage our stress. So if we mm. have, you know, we can actually have a little bit control is kind of a strong word. I don't like that word all the time, but in this sense, we do have a choice on what we put into our bodies and it doesn't always have to be perfect, but it needs to be enough that we're getting the diversity um, so that our, we can really grow that good gut bacteria and produce serotonin and all the other things that go along with having a healthy gut. Right, right. And if we don't take care of that, right, I mean, the long-term issues, you know, whether that's to the physical self or or the mental health side of it, Absolutely. I would think are, you know, really something that we need to be aware of, not in a way where, you know, it's it's makes you so fearful either, right, but just right. in a way of understanding that, you know, these things connect together in a lot of different ways. Oh, absolutely. And, and think about it. Just a simple thing is adding certain things nutrition wise on a, on a daily or weekly basis can improve your mood. I mean, think about that. It can improve your energy level. It can help your immune system. It can help you sleep. I, I mean, all those wonderful things that we need on, you know, because we're nature, we need those basic you know, there's sleep and water, nutrition, exercise, and that will help us feel better overall. So, I mean, the small things that we can do to inc increase our basically joy and happiness level. Wow. I mean, something that simple, we should all be taking advantage of that knowledge. Yeah, for sure. And I I know we'll probably get into that in a, a bit longer of a section later in our, in our conversation today. But, um, you know, one thing I was thinking when you were talking about like antibacterial or antibiotics, as opposed to probiotics and prebiotics, I can remember when, when, you know, the kids were little itty bitty and if they had something and they had to go on an antibiotic to take care of an infection, all the other things that came with that, when you know what it's killing all that, all that bacteria in their whole body. Mm -hmm. And those were not fun nights, I'll tell no, you. <laughs> no, and, and I think the doctors are getting wise, though. I think that the medical, you know, out in the medical community, I think everyone is much more aware. And we mm -hmm. use antibiotics. We need antibiotics. Yes, I agree. Um, absolutely. But we have to watch, you know, how much if our body can kick it on its own and through other alternative um, formats, let's try that first. Because once again, it does it, it, it depletes our good bacteria and we need that good bacteria. So, I mean, it's important to understand that we have to have that balance and to wipe out everything isn't always the best or first choice. Right. And any kind of the, like the medication side, like you said, it's maybe getting better. Doctors are becoming more aware of the actual prescriptions. Us as consumers of, you know, we're also becoming more aware um, yeah. but, but, you know, there's only so far that the technology side on that's going to be able to get us. Right. So, right. yeah, well, you know, let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about gut health. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Jill Butterfield, Licensed Psychotherapist. And we're talking about gut health. Yes, so, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. So Jill, we had talked a bit about, you know, why it's important and what to consider, but let's really 
spend some time. I know you've got so much knowledge and information on this and experience about what causes an unhealthy gut. Okay. So let me just kind of, uh, just kind of go over that, you know, it's really important to have some proper nutrition because it affects our mental health as well as our physical health. So a healthy diet can boost your brain function, improve your mood. It's, um, can, it can create serotonin, help you sleep. It um, can help pain. Uh, it, it's really good to understand that good bacteria protects the gut. It limits in, inflammation. It helps you absorb your nutrients and stimulates neural pathways that travel directly between your gut and your brain. So Food and mood are definitely bi-directional. So we need a healthy gut and we have to maintain that um, healthy digestive system. You know, so we want to go over a little bit about, I think that how, how do we go about doing this? I think that, you know, the one thing that really affects your gut, I want to say is stress. Mm. Stress is a really, really has a really big impact. Of course, nutrition and what you put in your body your, definitely has an impact as well. But I think we should just focus a little bit on stress. And especially, I think right now we have financial stress going on. The market's mm -hmm. been difficult. And I think with the whole pandemic and everything going on in the world right now, we're definitely seeing a shift. And in my practice, I've seen a huge shift. Um, as far as emotional stress over finances. So, I mean, I think it was like the APA is, which is the American Psychological Association is, has said like 70 to 75% of Americans actually feel stressed about money. So that's, to me, as a therapist, I think that's a very high percentage. Um, that's, so, I, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a, that's a lot. Like you said, there's a lot of us walking around on this, on this earth being concerned about money, mm -hmm. you know, inflation is high. Um, you know, the, what, what, what they're trying to do to control inf inflation is causing stress as well. The, the fears of recession, you know, the fears of, of your job and security in that way that can really, really pile on. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the, the thing is with even that type of financial stress, because, you know, part of that is our, that's our livelihood. We all have to pay our bills, right? We all need, you know, shelter and food, and those are the basics. So when we have that financial stress or are worried about money or keeping our kids through college or whatever it might, might be, or retirement, um, you know, all of that plays a part. So, um, and there's this, this kind of this cycle that happens where if there's financial problems, it impacts kind of your emotional or mental health. And then, then there's a decline <laughs> in your mental health, which makes it harder to manage your finances. So it's almost this kind of this cycle that happens. And of course, these difficulties lead to more financial problems which worsens your mental health. So it's like this cycle that we have to get a, a hold of. And it can it can really create like insomnia and sleep difficulties. It, there can be weight gain or weight loss, depression, anxiety, relationship difficulties. There can be social withdrawal, of course, um, physical ailments, aches and pains, because our body always, you know, keeps score. And of course, there's unhealthy coping mechanisms, like, you know, there might be some, you know, over- maybe overindulging in, in drinking or um, not being active and just, you know, coming home and just not having the energy to do anything mm -hmm. um, as hobbies or involved in relationships or, you know, to get outside. So all that does play a part. Yeah. And I think, you know, being able to 
have a plan. Mm -hmm. So much of the financial side, yes, there's pieces we can control and there's pieces that we can't control. Right. And so, you know, that's when we work with our clients. We also, you know, talk about those things. Like how can, how can we make a plan for you to be able to feel good through any kind of market cycle? Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And whether that's having a spending plan or a savings plan, um, you know, an emergency fund can be at least something that might be able to help you feel better about the unknown. Oh, absolutely. You know, and even if there's like, if you wanted to write down a couple of things, I would, I would say for takeaways is, you know, what can you do about it? I mean, when you have financial stress, okay, people want, okay, we all have financial stress. Everyone does that from time to time. What can we do? I would say, you know, just from the, uh, the mental health perspective and the, you know, kind of combining the financial strategies with talking to either a financial professional, right? Or mm-hmm. talking to a mental health counselor uh, to kind of talk about your worries and fears and coming up with a plan. So one would be talk to someone first. So get professional yeah. advice, right? Or open up to your family that, yes, I'm having some concerns. You know, maybe two would be like take inventory of your finances. You have to include all your sources of income, keep track of your spending, maybe list your debts. Do you at least have something tangible? tangible to look at. So it's not just kind of all rattling around in your brain. Maybe three would be make a plan and stick to it. You can identify your financial issues. You can devise a solution. You can maybe put a plan into action, monitor your progress. And of course, coming from the the psych background, don't get derailed by setbacks. I think that we all, you know, have, have things that kind of derail us from time to time. And then maybe four, you know, create a monthly budget. You can include daily expenses, um, maybe annual expenses, uh, factor in unexpected expenses, uh, uh, prioritize your spending maybe, and maybe enlist support. And that's where I think a financial planner can really help. Mm -hmm. And you you can be a beginner, like just in in college, you know, starting out to start figuring out, okay, where do I go from here? Or you can be in retirement and not sure, maybe like, okay, I have this much in pension or 401. What do I do from here? That's why it's important to solicit or ask for support or for help. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think we at Ellen Becker are so happy to work with people is because we can see those changes when they're able to feel like they have a plan. It can change your whole outlook or your mindset and bring you more, like you mentioned, happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. you know, where you can find and just feel like you've got maybe a, I know you said controls a right different word that we sometimes yeah. use, sometimes don't, but if you feel like you've got a plan, you can feel like you have a bit more impact on absolutely and understanding the impacts of your own choices on both the, on the side of advancing your plan and also the things that might, like you said, you know, derail you or hold you back. Oh, absolutely. Well, it ends up being where it, it's, this is my choices. And you're making a conscious choice and the money's not just like ruling you, so to speak, and making choices for you or life is making choices where you feel things are a bit chaotic. This way you have things that are tangible in front of you and you have goals and you have, there's some structure to it, which gives us a little less clutter (laughs) that we know like step one, step two, step three. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, that you mentioned the word clutter, you know, there's clutter you can, you can find clutter in so many parts of your life. And I think that it is important to be able to go through, you know, whether it's finances or cleaning out the junk drawer or giving up on, um, different things that have been holding you back. 
Oh, absolutely. I think that's a whole nother show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a whole too. show on like the clutter that's exterior really does affect your mental health and the internal clutter that you feel from it. So absolutely. So other other places where stress can can really have an impact or or other stressors that people should maybe be cognitive of. Well, I think that the, the stress is obviously is just making sure that you understand what stress is. And we all have ways that we can, you know, strategize and when you feel it in your body. And I think it really shows up a lot. I think that if you just listen to some of the news or you talk to family and friends at Thanksgiving coming up, you're going to really see that, okay, there's a lot of complaints of GI tract issues. Like there's a lot of unhealthy gut symptoms. So I think a lot of it shows up in our bodies that we know that we're carrying stress. So we know we're not navigating and we're not managing it. So if, if you know, we have time right now, we can go into a little of the unhealthy gut symptoms or do I'm not sure if you need to take a break let's let's tackle a, a couple of the symptoms okay absolutely so some of the unhealthy gut symptoms so you know your body is struggling so something's not working and that's the once again the bi-directional mood and food that that travels up from brain to gut um, would be like heartburn um, upset stomach sleep disturbance fatigue skin irritation, autoimmune conditions, food intolerances, gas, bloating, abdominal pain, nausea, diarrhea, constipation, bad breath, weight changes, brain fog, headaches, poor concentration, memory, chronic pain, issues with craving, and bad moods. I mean, if you think of that is a long list of, of unhealthy gut symptoms and somebody might think, well, isn't gas just normal? Not necessarily. Isn't bloating just normal? Not necessarily. If it's on occasion, it might be just something funny you ate or some sort of combination or whatever. Um, but if you have this, these, these unhealthy kind of gut symptoms on a regular basis, I don't know, I would rather do something about it so that they don't turn into something more serious. And you can eliminate a lot of these symptoms just by managing, you know, once again, nutrition and stress. Yeah. And I, I think like that was a long list. And I think, you know, most people have probably experienced most of those symptoms along oh, yeah. their lifetime mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, again, getting more curious and, and having more observation on what's actually going on in your body, in your, in your mental and emotional health can really help identify, you know, where do you have some choices? Where do you have some coping strategies that you can really put into place? But with that, let's take a short break. And then when we come back, we can really dive into some of the different strategies and things to think about. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Jill Butterfield, Integrative Health Consultant. And we are talking about gut health. So, so Jill, do you want to talk more about, you know, if this is left unchecked, kind of what happens? Yes. So, you know, we all have, like you had said, uh, we all have unhealthy gut symptoms on occasion. What we're looking at really is kind of looking at, um, 
Are these going on for long periods of time? Are these um, disruptive to, to your daily functioning? Like, you know, at work or at home, um, are, are you in a lot of discomfort? I mean, because if these go on unchecked for long periods of time, we can, we can find things that end up being a little more in the disease-based gut, mm. you know, where you actually go to the doctor and you're like, okay, I cannot, you know, these, I can't tolerate these symptoms anymore. And what happens is, is they turn into like a, a, a little more of a disease-based and then you're trying to, to kind of chase symptoms. So I'm going to go over just a, a couple of some of the digestive tract diseases that are out there. And these are really, really on the rise. Um, we really have to pay attention to, um, gosh, even 10, probably 12 years ago, I would have to say I didn't have a lot of clients or family members or anybody, family, friends, whatever, that even were talking about this. And all of a sudden, it seems like everybody has IBS, you know, mm -hmm. so that we know that we're either not managing our nutrition, or we're not navigating and managing and coping with you know, with uh, our stress levels. So some of the ones that are a little more serious that you, once you need to go see a, a doctor for to, to get some uh, advice um, is GERD, uh, gallstones, celiacs disease, Crohn's disease, uh, ulcerative uh, colitis, leaky gut, ulcers, acid reflux, hemorrhoids, chronic constipation, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, that's the IBS, and the inflammatory bowel disease, IBD. Now, we know for a fact that some of these, we can reverse the process and heal from them. So it takes time. Just keep that in mind. It's nothing that's going to happen mm -hmm. overnight, or if I decide to add some some sauerkraut and some veggies to my diet that all of a sudden I'm going to feel fine. This takes time. This is nothing. This is, you know, months and months of really being careful and managing your stress and your nutrition intake. So um, some of these can't be reversed. So we have to understand that sometimes we get into a process where our bodies are like, okay, now I've kind of crossed over and like, for instance, celiacs, once you have celiacs, it's tricky to kind of try to come mm -hmm. back from you, you know, so you just have to, once again, avoid gluten, right? Um, so what it, there's a couple things, like I said, but of course, IBS, IBD, some of those absolute leaky gut ulcers, absolutely, we can heal from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once again, but you have to be vigilant and you have to like manage stress levels and also incorporate um, nutrition. Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, you know, like you said, with what feels like, conversations about this or diagnoses, you know, whether it's on the rise or just we're more aware, right? You know, I think that's part of it too. Some of this is, um, this is a whole different show probably too, but some of these conditions that you're talking about are, are becoming, people are more aware of them and it's less yes. stigmatized too. Yes. So you are talking to people about, you know, what's happening with you and getting advice and going to professionals um, in a way that is, you know, only going to help people really address what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to mention too, that I think everyone and should be self-informed. <laughs> so yes, go to the doctor when you have uh, severe symptoms or issues or concerns, but they, they, that's one person. And we have to gather our knowledge from lots of different resources. And I'm a big believer in TED Talks and YouTube videos. There's a lot of great doctors and researchers on cutting edge 
information out there as far as what to do. So when you go to the doctor, yes, you have your list of symptoms, but we don't want a magic pill. <laughs> you know, yes, right. sometimes medication can help us through a short term or, you know, if we need it long term, absolutely. But but we want to also see what can we do on our own to try to get our, our body back on track, meaning we want to have it be able to heal itself and to be able to function on its own without um, adding necessarily like something for an, an acid, you know, constantly, because we need acid that helps how we digest food and how we get actually our nutrients out of the food. So if we take away the acid, uh, we aren't getting any nutrients. So that is going to have an impact on other areas of our lives. So we have to, you know, once again, short term, but let's try to find some long term solutions. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where, you know, some different strategies that, you know, even leading up to diagnoses mm -hmm. can be so helpful. And, and, you know, we've talked about this a few different times in this, in this uh, recording here, just about the importance of like paying attention, right. Of being aware of kind of what's going on with you and knowing enough about sort of what could kind of what could happen without living in, you know, complete fear over things, of course, as well. Oh, absolutely. And there's a lot of even if you Google, you know, what kinds of foods and things will help me have a good, healthy digestive tract, right? There's a mm -hmm. lot of things out there. So you can do beans and leeks and avocados, asparagus, beets, you know, bananas, sourdough, raspberries, blueberries. I mean, there's just a list and list on and on and on of a bunch of different things that we need. We also need to keep in mind that we we really need to have fermented foods as well. Mm -hmm. I think like the sauerkrauts and, and the kimchi and the... Um, yogurt. And so some of those things that you you normally maybe unless it's, uh, you know, maybe culturally, that's part of your just your diet. Um, otherwise, but if you can add fermented foods on occasion, that helps your digestive tract. So we need a diversity, lots of diversity, and they should be clean and unprocessed. Not that everything we eat needs to be clean and unprocessed. I'm talking about healing the digestive tract. But we do need enough diversity where it can actually, you know, grow that good bacteria. So, you know, the fermented foods. So if you typically don't necessarily have like sauerkraut in your house, well, you can keep a little jar in your fridge and just throw a little scoop on, you know, your salad or next to your, your, your dinner or whatever, just so you're getting a couple bites. Remember, we just need enough. You don't have yeah. to go, you know, it's just enough to introduce the diversity. We can't be eating the same things day in and day out because it doesn't build your microbiome. And think of what was it, a hundred trillion, you know, we, we need diversity so that we have different things, different bacteria and viruses and, and yeast and things that, that are actually being fed. So yeah. it can't just be the same thing day in and day out. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. You know, when, when you think about like using supplements, uh -huh. that's, that's intended. Like if you think of the word, it's supplement, that's like an add-on, that's like an extra. It's right. not where you right. go to for everything. Right. And I think being aware and mindful of, like you said, that diversification, I mean, we want that in all sorts of different parts of our lives, Absolutely. Yeah. you know, and, and really thinking that through, you know, the, um, you know, what, what about as kombucha considered oh, a fermented food in that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's another that's a beverage for anyone who's not uh, aware of that. It's like a fermented tea. Mm -hmm. And that's just, there is so much more uh, availability of that. You know, a lot of local producers, oh, a lot absolutely. of, you know, it's a, available at almost every 
And you can Any even get kind of it like store. at Sundix and Pick and yeah. Save, and you can get it at Costco. I mean, there's so yeah. many different places you can purchase it. And and even like if you're out to dinner, sometimes it's nice to get a little something on the side that you normally wouldn't eat because once again, that's adding a little diversity. Yet you don't have to yeah. buy a big, huge, you know, package of it where like maybe it wasn't your favorite, you know? Right, so right, right. Away. That way you get to try it and you never know. It might be something you do add at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even like you said, other things like, um, like the sauerkrauts and things yeah. like that, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different um, attention being put on that right now as well. It's not always just like, you know, the old, the old can that you put on a, on a bratwurst right. at the ball game. Right. There's a lot more right. options there. Oh, there. There's a ton of options, a little bit in soup. And like I said, I just throw a little scoop on if I'm eating a salad or something on the side or a little sandwich mm-hmm. and that way you're getting in a little bit. And once again, a little bit, you don't need to sit down and eat, you know, a whole jar of it. You can just have your body needs the diversity. And, you know, and and plus even just think about it, like, I think it's like 40 or 50% of adults don't get enough fiber. So we need some of those raw nuts, those, some of the dried fruits, we need fiber as well, because that helps our digestive system. And that helps create, you know, once again, that healthy, good gut bacteria. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, let's take another short break. And then when we come back, we'll kind of talk about some different like takeaways and anything else that you want to share, Jill, to help us all be more aware and mindful of our gut health. So we'll be right back after a short break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Jill Butterfield, and we are talking about gut health. So Jill, kind of as we look to kind of wrap up this conversation, um, what are some different things that we should consider as takeaways or other things you want to share with, with the audience here? Well, I think it's important to share once again that one person doesn't have all the knowledge. So I think it's important, you know, as we need to educate ourselves and have some self-awareness and making sure that you're talking to people, talking to your doctor, talking to family, friends, you know, get online and get on YouTube or TED Talks and and gather information because the more information you have, it helps you make an educated decision about health and how to manage stress and how to improve your, your, your gut, which is really how to improve your mood, right? Because mental health and gut health are bi-directional. So I guess the thing I'd like to talk a little bit about is how do we improve our gut health? Like, what do you need to do? Some of the really basic things. So number one is obviously manage your stress level, right? Manage your stress level. So how do we manage our stress level? Well, obviously implement some healthy coping strategy and really uh, coping just refers to, you know, conscious strategies to reduce your unpleasant emotions that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. It's that simple. And so healthy coping strategies allow us to counteract your stress, uh, think clearly and feel better emotionally. So they can be thoughts or they can be behaviors. Um, They can be just by yourself or they can be social. So things like meditation, exercise, talking to family and friends, journaling, going for a walk, taking a bath, listen to music, taking up a hobby, reading a book, watching a movie, making a gratitude list, going for a drive, 
feel the feels. I'm going to say that one again, feel the feels, uh, listen to affirmations and just write down goals. Those are just a handful. If you go once again online, there's probably hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of healthy coping strategies. You don't, can't do them all at once, but if you put a couple notes in your, in your phone, you can pull them up. Okay. I'm feeling this way, feel the feels. What can I do about it? So um, incorporate healthy coping strategies. What else can I do? Okay, we're nature. Get enough sleep. <laughs> Move your body. Exercise, right? Eat slowly. Uh, drink enough water, which is, I can't emphasize enough. Um, when I was studying this back, when I was getting uh, certified, I was really surprised because kind of the common knowledge is like, oh, we need about eight cups a day, right? Well, I found out that actually men need about 15 cups a day and women need about 11 cups a day. And of course, it depends on where you live, your nutrition, your temperature, the season and your health, because everyone is unique individuals. So we all need a little bit different. There's not like a one size fits all, but it's weight. It's more water, I think, than we um, originally thought, or originally at least I thought. Um, taking a high quality pre and probiotic occasionally. I would also through nutrition, but occasionally. Uh, check for food intolerances. So maybe it's dairy, maybe it's gluten. Um, we have to make sure that our body is okay with different types of things that we eat. Uh, changing your diet, meaning we need some of that good nutrition. Um, making sure that we're incorporating whole foods, such as vegetables, legumes, fruits, um, whole and sprouted grains, fermented foods. Um, make sure they're clean and unprocessed, right? Uh, we need a lots of fiber. We need way more fiber than we're getting in. And of course, um, lots of diversity, diversity in nutritional intake. And of course, you know, we can improve it by also playing in the dirt a bit. So we can garden and picnic and camp and hike and don't be so like worried about, you know, a little, you ever heard that old saying, a little dirt never hurt. We mm -hmm. need that in our microbiome. And with some of that, we can't get in even through our foods. We're kind of obsessed right now about hand sanitizer uh, just because of the, pro, the, you know, the pandemic, which I, I completely understand, but we're also removing some of the, the things we need in our gut, um, you know, play with your animals. You know, that's another, another thing. So don't be afraid to get dirty, you know, um, you know, and remember that that healing the gut really takes time. It, it does not happen overnight. This is kind of a, a almost like a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. Little bits, little bits, little bits. It doesn't have to be overnight. Little bits. If you keep improving and keep doing some replacements, at some point you're going to start feeling better. Some of the, I do want to mention just a little bit. Uh, some of the worst things for gut health, just so, to make sure that people are aware of, is artificial sweeteners, fried foods, soda, red meat processed and refined sugar, deli meats, soy, corn, farmed fish, and tap water, which is I thought was really interesting because tap water, once again, it's the chlorination. So mm. if we can get filtered water or have like a filter system on our, our faucet at home, that would be awesome. Or our fridge, of course. And in moderation as alcohol, dairy, gluten, eggs, organic, and then caffeine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all things that I think in your just overall general health and mood and, and yep. all those things are really important. You know, having those healthy sleep habits 
that I know is not something that has been easy for me to keep on top of. Yeah. Um, you know, getting, getting movement, getting outside, you know, that's something yeah. that I really enjoy. And I know that that can be really, really helpful to get out into, you mentioned, we are natural people, you know, getting out into nature, yeah. you know, even just a walk around the block, you oh. know, or walk around you, the neighborhood. You sit outside in your deck for like five, 10 minutes. We need that natural full spectrum light, which is so imperative to our circadian rhythm and our, our health, our mental health. You know, we need nature. We need that fresh air. We need uh, to be, you know, like you said, walks and stuff. But even if, you know, for somebody who's maybe not that mobile, we can get outside yeah. in our decks and just sit for 10 minutes, you know, even if it's drinking your coffee in the morning, right. you know, um, we, we want to make sure that we, any little areas that you can just take a baby step, I, you know, I would encourage, you know, um, wholeheartedly to at least take that baby step or find little replacements for things to at least start to unfold some of that um, implementing those healthy coping strategies and that proper nutrition for our, our, our gut. Yeah, I think that this has just been really, really, really great and and eye-opening and and also, you know, great reminders that some of these different things we've been hearing about for a long time, maybe we don't realize what it's doing inside. Right. You know, like we, you know, you hear about um, you know, not having enough sleep or or um, mm -hmm. over consuming, you know, refined sugar and things like right. that. But right. really knowing that, hey, this is actually impacting more on the science side. Yes. And then how that impact affects your your mood. Um, yeah. Not and, just and and your attention span and all of those memory, things. Memory. Memory is huge, mm -hmm. which is like, wow. You know, if you can stabilize or even reverse some of the memory why wouldn't you want to take advantage of that? And that's mm -hmm. why I think that some of those little talks from some of the, the leading experts, and they do a very short version. <laughs> you don't have to listen to a two hour podcast. And they also like make it where you can understand it, where it's not so technical that you mm -hmm. like, I'm lost in the science. Um, but the more you are aware of it, and the more you know, the more you want to do it, because you understand it's just critical to our physical and mental health. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Jill, for this for this conversation today. I think that I know I've learned a lot and will be able to really know the know what choices I am making and how that's going to impact, you know, my health moving forward um, and being able to even reflect on maybe uh, in the past as well. So thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. For sure. And as um, as you know, Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. If you like today's show and you want to know more, please visit www.ellenbecker.com or call us at the office at 262-691-3200. And as always, I hope that we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember that before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.